What do wristwatches have to do with the life of faith? Stay tuned to find out. Hello friends, Pastor Tim Westermeyer here. Thank you for spending a little time with me today. Um, by my count, I think this is gonna be episode 124 that we've done over the last, uh, going on a year and a half or so. And of course, I'm a pastor. And so the themes that we discuss here uh, maybe are sort of obvious, uh, things like prayer or stories from the Bible or the church year or tying topical uh, news events into sort of theological ideas or talking about maybe some of my favorite authors. All of those maybe are obvious as themes. Today, I do want to get to a theological point, but I want to get there uh, in a maybe slightly different way by talking both in this episode and my next episode uh, about some things that are interesting to me. And I'm thinking here along the lines of sort of hobbies. So these aren't, uh, they don't rise to the level of, of importance in my life of my family, let's say, or of my uh, work, my vocation, my calling as a pastor, or my relationship with God. But I do believe that God made us, each of us, with certain interests and passions. And I believe God invites us to explore those passions. And they're the things that make each of us distinctive, or if you want to use the language, peculiar or interesting. So for me, some of those things, for example, Example, might be the fact that I'm interested in books, and I'm actually going to say a word about that in the next episode. I'm interested in some different sports. I both love to watch and love to play golf. Um, I used to love to play tennis. This, in this chapter of my life, it's more about watching tennis. This happens to be the week that Wimbledon's going on. So my wife and I are enjoying watching that. Maybe this weekend for the um, championships, we'll make some scones and enjoy those. Um, Anyone who knows me or who has worked with me know, knows that I am passionate, uh, maybe inordinately passionate about typography, about typefaces and fonts and the way that they are displayed on, on the page and so forth. But the thing that I want to sort of talk about today or the, the thing that's going to launch us into this theological conversation is actually watches. I don't know why, but I'm absolutely interested and fascinated by these little timepieces on our wrists that are wrists that are somewhat anachronistic. I, of course, have a, a smartphone or an iPhone and I can get the time there, but I still, I'm, I'm fascinated by the history. I'm fascinated by the aesthetics. I'm fascinated by the technology of these little uh, marvels that we wear on our wrists. And because of that, over the last couple of years, because of that interest of mine, I've become uh, interested in following a number of different channels on YouTube that are related to the world of watches. It's a little bit of a niche thing, but I'm fascinated by it. And so I've landed on, I don't know, eight or 10 different channels uh, moderated by different people who talk about repairing watches or, or different releases or the history or whatever. And that brings me to the point I want to make uh, that leads us to this theological conversation. It's one of those channels I've gotten to know which I always enjoy watching. He covers mostly new releases or will do comparisons with watches. He's, um, he's a Scotsman who's based in Australia. And the day before I'm, I'm taping this episode, his channel, which is again a big channel uh, in the watch world on YouTube, was terminated by YouTube. Uh, and he just got a sort of a 
anonymous form email from YouTube saying his entire channel, his entire back catalog had been ter terminated because of uh, accusations of him promoting counterfeits, which is simply, was simply absolutely not accurate or true. And without giving him the opportunity to challenge it, they just took his channel down, okay? And then what happened in the next 12 hours or so is this incredible community of people who had gotten to know this gentleman and love his channel, including other YouTubers who are doing similar channels, but a whole lot of other followers as well, uh, came to his defense and approached YouTube, sent YouTube messages, there were petitions started, and before you knew it, within 12 hours, the channel was reinstated. So again, there's this sense of um, a platform that this guy doesn't have any control over, even though it's his livelihood now, um, and a strong sense, a powerful sense. He talked about this in a, in a podcast that came out just today, a strong and powerful sense of community. So the couple of theological points I wanna draw from that uh, story are one, uh, we don't live on YouTube, of course, but we live in a world, uh, in a universe, which we do not control, right? Uh, we, we do, as Christians say, it is good, and even that the world and the universe is very good. We take that from Genesis, but we also recognize that bad things happen that are outside of our control. There are natural disasters, there are economic disasters. We get sick or people we love get sick or are in accidents or die unexpectedly. We don't control any of that, okay? So if you wanna think of the life we live here, it's an incredible gift. We don't, we don't control when we come into it, into life or, or out of it. And while we're in it, some unexpected tragic things can happen. We still believe it's good, but in the face of all of those things, the second point I mentioned about that YouTube story also pertains. For us as Christians, we are called by God into community with and for one another. And in the last year, I actually, I hope and I pray that we've been able to stay in community through all kinds of virtual forms and those will remain. I think they're important in our world today. But I've also had conversations with people appropriately, I think, who say, gosh, uh, these have been great, you know, uh, virtual worship and, and Zoom meetings and podcasts and so forth, but boy, is it good to be back in the sanctuary together worshiping. And actually, uh, the Sunday after this episode airs happens to be the first Sunday that we will be having fellowship hour again with, I know we joke about it, but it is sort of important in this community uh, with donuts or donut holes, the big donut holes from Valley Pastries and at coffee. So if you're in town this weekend, could I encourage and invite you to come back to church uh, if you haven't been here. I'm not laying a guilt trip on you, by the way. I don't want to do that. But be, come and be present. Be part of this community and share a cup of coffee and a donut hole with someone that you maybe do know or maybe someone that you are being invited to meet. It may be that that individual or that family needs you in their life right now. And it may also be that down the road, you may need them. And that's a huge part of what we're about here at St. Philip Deacon and indeed of any church. This wonderful, I'll call it a family, this community that surrounds and supports us in good times 
and in bad times. If you've never been here before, please know you're welcome to become part of that community. And as we say every week, we have been expecting you and we look forward to having you join this community. So again, some theological riffs on an event on YouTube yesterday. A final word I would say is if you are watching this, Jody, I'm glad your channel's back and I hope you got some sleep last night. And for the rest of you, be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.